the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, broadcasting from the 960 The Patriot Studios in beautiful Arizona, your car insiders. They work for you, not the dealer. Now you have personal friends for the car buying experience. Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? On the road again. Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary Green. Good morning and welcome to your car insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here with my friend and partner, Dana Southern, and we are your car insiders. And each week, what we try to do is share helpful hints on the car buying process. But I want to go back and touch on something, and I know we've said it numerous times. I want to try to help people understand it again. We are not salespeople in car dealerships. We are not a shopping service. We don't work car deals before you show up at the dealership. Our goal is to get you the best possible deal on the car that you'd like to buy. And I was joking with Dana the other day, and I said, you know, did you watch the David Letterman show? And he says, well, I haven't watched it in a while because he hasn't been on in a while. But he used to do that thing. The The top ten. The top ten. And some of the things I heard last night driving home, and my day started off wonderful yesterday. I met somebody, delivered a car to the guy's office. He signed the paperwork. I drove the salesman back. From meeting at the guy's office to taking the salesman back to the dealership was 30 minutes. I then proceeded to meet a friend of mine for lunch, and we had lunch, and we went over and got a wonderful deal on a brand new Dodge 15, Ram 1500 Laramie pickup truck. Then I got in the car and it started to go downhill from there. Now, one of the things that I will assure you, if you call me and you leave me a message, I promise I will call you back. Can I say that I will do the exact same thing? Now, the rudest thing that I think that somebody can possibly do is answer a phone call while you're having a conversation with somebody. Now, I used to tell my salesman when I was a new car director in a dealership that better be your wife or one of your kids that you answered the phone in front of the client. So yesterday, 10 minutes after I got a phone call from a gentleman looking for a used car, he called me again and left the second message. And I it was a friend of mine. And we were done with, almost done with our deal. And I said, Rob, can you hold on? For, can you excuse me for a second? And I went outside and, and I let him know my displeasure in calling me 10 minutes after I called. You know, we have a time schedule. The most important person buying a car, I don't care who it is, when it is, is the person that I'm with. And I think it's extremely unprofessional to answer your phone while you're with the guest or a client at a car dealership. I can promise you that I taught 
that if they did answer the phone while they were with a guest on the lot, that we would have a major problem because they were more than welcome to receive phone calls at the dealership if they worked there. If their wife had a crisis or a concern, could call. But what happens if you're with a guest and now you pick up the phone and now that person that's right in front of you is not important anymore? And let's just say the person that calls on the phone has a concern or an issue. And without boring you, it's just unprofessional. Yeah. Now, there's a gentleman that I used to do business with, nice guy at a car dealership. And he said to me one day, how come you don't bring me any deals anymore? I said, because you answer your phone right in front of me, right in front of my client and talk to someone else. I don't like it. And well, I, w- I won't do it anymore. The ship sailed. That was one of the things. Another one was kind of funny. Friend, uh, a friend referred a gentleman, and the guy ended up calling me. They had already worked the deal with the broker. Now, how hard is it for you and I to beat a broker deal? I, I would think we would have to be legally brain dead or physically dead not to be able to beat it. So I beat the deal, and the guy's wife is like, well, that, that's a better deal. So, so I, and it wasn't a monstrous savings. It was 600 bucks. Better deal than the broker had. When I say it was six hundred, it was six hundred after paying me my four hundred. So I had him a thousand dollar better deal on a car that has no rebates, hasn't gotten off the truck yet, and hasn't made it to two thousand and eighteen yet. So it was a two thousand eighteen high demand car. I beat the broker's deal by this. So I get a text message on Sunday from the dealer. Hey Gary, it's Scott. Wanted to let you know the car's here early. So I send the gentleman a text and he proceeds to tell me that you, I call him and he says, well, my wife's schedule is this. So I'll call you Monday. Well, Monday about six o'clock, I hadn't heard from him. So six o'clock last night, I call him and I said, listen, just out of fairness to the dealer, they put your name on a 2018 car. It arrived early. They didn't take a deposit from you. Your name's on the car. But in fairness to them, I'd like to go over as soon as possible so that if you don't like the car, because you haven't driven one yet, they can sell the car. Well, they can just sell it anyway. They'll have another one. And my wife and I decided this is what we'd like you to do. And he starts to rattle off a list of cars that he wants me to get prices on. I let, Allow me. Um, just so you know, right about then... And not knowing all the variables as a listener, Gary's a pretty patient guy. If he's gone to the trouble of ordering a vehicle, agreeing to terms, having a dealer order an 18 at an incredible price, and then the person does what they just did, I'd be stunned if Gary didn't just hang up on him. Now, he probably didn't because Gary's nicer than that, but I know if it were me... I would delete the phone number of that individual and never speak to them again. The only time they'd ever hear my voice would be on the radio. Now, this was not a radio show listener. It was a referral from a friend who I've helped probably through his family and him 10 times by vehicles. So I kind of did something along the lines of what Dana said. I didn't hang up, but he, he the last thing he said, you've made yourself perfectly clear. Because I told him... At your stage of the game, you do not buy a car based on the price. 
You buy the car based on the vehicle. Now, I'm not going to bash Hondas because I've had two of them for my daughter. But when someone looks at a Subaru Crosstech truck and compares it to a Honda HRV, not a CRV, we're not apples and oranges. We're not. It's football and baseball. They're both sports. Okay, they're both vehicles. So the last thing I texted him was, please don't make the foolish mistake of buying a car based on the price alone Buy the Subaru or spend the money for a CRV. And he sent me back a text. Thank you for your advice. We will call you when my wife decides what she wants. But what I told him, the part I left out was when he told me what he wanted to do, I told him I'm not willing to do that for you. Your wife sold the, the broker out. Now, the price that I'm going to get you on a car is a price that would take you four days, five hours a day, visiting the same dealership, bringing lunch, and grinding the crap out of somebody to get to. However, once you get to that point, you can call another dealership and beat the deal by 100 bucks if that's the kind of person you are. Now, that's not the kind of person I am. And that was the second phone call. Now, this was the best one. And when I said it's not the kind of person I am, I don't sell cars. I don't let people make poor decisions. If I'm dealing with somebody and I feel they're making a poor decision, I wish you the best. I've given you my opinion. And I don't want your money for helping you do something that I think's bad. And now, how can, many salesmen uh, are going to say that in a dealership? Well, I would guess none, but I have that same conversation time and time again. We, we talk to, have to be hundreds of people per month that contact us, not, not just a couple. And obviously, you know, they call for a variety of reasons. But most importantly, as Gary's shared and I've shared, not only are we not salesmen, we're not brokers, and we're not trickable. You know, I, I can tell you that, you know, just in general, everybody thinks they know somebody in the car business and probably do, you know, through different connections in different ways. More than likely, people happen to know someone that was either in the car business, is in the car business, or perhaps bought a car somewhere and like the salesperson and they're going to refer you to them. Well, just real quick on that part, there's a dealership in town, I won't mention who, but they always advertise the lowest price in the paper on what they sell. What they offer to sell, because they're not selling it at that price. That happens to be true, what Gary just said, but they always have the lowest price. But one of their agreements is that if you buy a car from them and you refer a customer, they will pay up to $500 of your first payment. Up to $500 when they're advertising it below cost at a price they never intend to sell it for. But just to get your friend in, they're going to pay you as much as $500 just to do that. Do you think that's helping your friend? You know, and it's... He just said it. It's, it's, it's helping. Now, there are people that will go into a car dealership and they think because they know somebody... And the easiest thing that I would be able to say to somebody when they came in, now I will guarantee you, if a friend of mine walked into the car dealership and I was the new car sales manager and I gave them a price, I gave them a very good deal. But it probably wasn't the same deal that some guy could have gone in and ground out eight hours. Now, the last call when I was talking about 
caring about people and doing this. I, I mentioned that today, and I got a phone call from a friend of mine last night. And I shouldn't say a friend. He's a friend of a friend, an acquaintance from the cigar shop. He's not anybody I ever speak to other than the fact that if he happens to show up someplace or he wants to question me about a car. And this guy called me up and wanted to know if he would be able to use the dealer's license that I use to buy flood damage vehicles in Texas to sell them to people. And I kind of said to him, Mike, I said, those are the kind of people that give the good people in the car business the really bad name. Now, I flipped it around to what he does for a living. I said, Mike, hey, by the way, one of my friends called and he's got five ton train air conditioning units. And I can buy a tractor trailer load of them as soon as they can load them up in the back of the truck after they unbury them from the water that they're in because they're in Houston, Texas. Would you buy them? No. Well, I won't buy those cars. We're your car insiders. We work for you. We don't work for the dealer. You can always reach Dana at 623-679-8324. You can always reach me at 602 602- Five two five thirteen seventy. The most prestigious and coveted honor that American Honda Motor Company awards dealerships is the President's Award. The award recognizes the dealership teams who demonstrate superior achievement and customer satisfaction, new car unit sales value, and business management. Earnhardt Honda is proud to have received this prestigious award many times, and they want to show you why they're the top-selling Honda dealer in the Central and West Phoenix Valley regions. Earnhardt Honda's mission is to provide their customers with world-class service in every phase of the sales and service experience. 100% customer satisfaction is General Manager Joey Staples' goal. The staff at Earnhardt Honda participate in continuous training programs to improve industry and product knowledge and new ways to continue to provide top-notch customer service. Joey realizes that customers have a choice, and when customers like you choose Earnhardt Honda, you have put your implicit trust in them. Joey appreciates and is honored to have your trust. You can reach him at his desk by calling 623-463-4308 or visit him at Earnhardt Honda, located in Avondale or online at EarnhardtHonda.com. Bonta Vista Cleaners has the latest state-of-the-art equipment and uses only the best cleaning supplies available. Family-owned and operated since 2001. They offer fast, same-day service until 9 a.m. every day on dry-cleaned items and next-day service on all other items. They are open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. So stop by any of our three locations, 210 North 59th Avenue, Suite 111 in Glendale, or 8345 West Thunderbird, Suite 104 in Peoria, or 777 East Thunderbird Road, number 105 in Moon. Valley. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma and half don't even know it. Eleven million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. 
My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Dana Southern. I'm here with my friend and partner, Gary Green, and we are Your Car Insiders. In the last segment, I talked a little bit about how everybody kind of seems to know somebody in the car business that, you know, as an example, they think can help them acquire a car. And I'm sure that at least a few of those people must be, you know, qualified to do it without question. I got a question for Dana. He's going to laugh. What was the first thing that you had to do when you graduated Mel U when you worked for ABC Nissan? Well, I'll, I'll answer the question because I know the answer, but I predecessed that gentleman. And so I didn't ever attend it. But what they would make you do after you finished your training is they'd have you write a list of every human being that you knew, family, friends, etc., that could possibly be someone you know, and then have you start cold calling them trying to find out if they were interested in buying a car. Or if they knew somebody that was interested in buying a car. And one of the funniest things that happened was a young man came in a couple of months after I did. And the sad part about it was when they hired salespeople, they would hire 10, and in three months, three of them might be left possibly two, sometimes none. By the way, I used to call them batches of cookies. Right. They would hire, they'd put them in the oven, they'd burn all but one or two, and then put another batch in. Yeah. And this young man helped, did his calling, and his sister said, that's funny, Robert, we're looking for a car. And she came in, and this was the epitome of knowing somebody in the car business. Robert was in the car business two weeks, knew absolutely nothing about this, and they leased his sister a Maxima. And it was in the days when leases were closed-end, 60-month leases. Also, more importantly back then, they did not have to disclose the cap cost or the effective selling price, meaning that they could You were signing a payment. Correct. Now- The crazy part was when it was all done, Robert got his voucher and it said, do not call, um, it's not do not call, who do you know list, $50, mini, $75. His voucher was for $125. I don't know if it was two months, three months later. Robert comes into work and goes to the sales manager that he worked to deal with and said, hey, my sister wrecked her car. She needs a new one. The car's totaled. So what does the sales manager do? Doesn't think and sends the salesman upstairs to the accounting office to bring down the old deal. By the way, Gary said something there that was really critical. The manager didn't think if he did thought and looked up the transaction, I'm willing to bet he wouldn't have sent that young man to go see it. So he went up there and he comes down and Robert happens to start going through the deal and he sees the gross sheet. Profit. Profit. And that's the sheet that says this is how much we own the car for. This is what we added to the car. This is what Mr. Van Tile took for the pack for the beginning of the transaction. 
and this is what we sold it for. Now, I said the term $75 mini. Well, a deal that profits close to $6,000 was not a $75 mini. So Robert looked and kind of was a little disappointed. And he says, well, what do I do? If I tell my sister the payment's lower, I look like a piece of crap. But if I tell my sister that I can get her the same payment, it's the store makes this much money again. So the way they figured it out, the sales manager did kind of the right thing. Tell your sister that based on the lease program and the incentives being a little bit better, we can save her a couple of dollars a month on the new car, which was still extortionist. And then the thing that the salesman was the most upset about was when when the store made almost $6,000 and his pay plan was, I believe, 20% of the front which would have been about a $1,200 commission. And back in those days, you didn't get paid on finance. Your paycheck was based on the front-end profit. Which is true of many dealerships still Even today. today. He was mad they only gave him 125 bucks, And that's it, a guy that his sister thinks she knows a guy in the car business. Well, and that's, that's a sad example, but, you know, between helping so many different people and, and many people that were in the auto industry. I, I've helped several previous general managers who... At least 10 times in the last six years, I've helped a car person buy a car. And, and I can assure you that um, what, what was true 10 years ago, although many things stay the same, are, are not true today. Gary knows which banks have the best rates. I know which banks have the best rates, depending on how good your credit is. We know which brands have incentives and specials. We know which cars hold their value better than others. We will not help you buy a car that we think is a bad car under any circumstances. It's not what we do. And and often, you know, I, I've offended a few people. What do you mean you won't help me buy a Fiat? I said, because I won't. I simply will not do it. If you do that, you do that to yourself. Yep. And there's other examples, but the most important thing, I guess, is what we do is protect our clients' best interest in every facet from not only how they get there, but most important... How do they leave? And that's the key. All All the advertising in the world is just that advertising you know all the conversation at the dealership is just that until you sign a physical contract you're having a conversation what gary and i do is make sure that if you are in a position to where you are going to sign that contract it's exactly as it should be and these other nice people that want to help you they either want kickbacks from the dealer they know somebody there in some cases, maybe they really want to help you, but if they don't have the skill sets like Gary and a I salesman do, has no control of a car deal. Zero. Zero. Even I, and so again, it's not that people aren't well intended, and but as an example, if you're a consumer, you should be worried about you. If you're worried about you and you're thinking about buying a car, I highly recommend that you call Gary. His phone number is six zero two five two five. 1370. My number is 602 679 8324. Dana. Between the two of us, we have over 60 years of learning every day. 
practicing every day, working car deals every day, all for the sole benefit of the people that we're trying to assist and no other purpose whatsoever. We are your car insiders and there's nobody like us. We, we still have about a minute. When we talked about helping people who have friends, I got a call from a general manager of a car dealership. He explained to me what his friend was trying to do. So it doesn't always happen this way, but I got him $2,500 more for his trade-in than he was offered at the other dealership the night before. He bought a 2018, exact same car as the other dealership had. The other dealership's car had, was a 2017 with 7,000 miles. Now, he did pay more. He paid $782 more to buy the 2018. Remember, you can always reach me, 602-525-1370. You can always reach Dana at 602-679-8324. And once again, as Dana said, we are your car insiders. Earnhardt and Lexus customers drive the finest vehicles in the world and have equally high expectations from their dealership. We invite you to visit the all-new state-of-the-art facility and experience the pride that every Earnhardt Lexus associate takes to provide quality service to their clients. At Earnhardt Lexus, you'll find more than just a vehicle. You'll find people who know how to take care of a Lexus and even more importantly, how to take care of you. Now located in the heart of Phoenix at 800 East Camelback Road, Phoenix, Arizona, 85014. Larry H. Miller Nissan's general manager, Bill Brixie, is committed to helping you find the new or used vehicle you've been searching for. Whether it is new or used Nissans or new or used cars from the top manufacturers, Bill can help. But here is the game stopper. Bill's finance staff offers expert advice to those seeking a great deal on a car or lease. Larry H. Miller Nissan has a top-notch service and parts department always willing to help you with your Nissan. Larry H. Miller is located at 2025 West Riverview Auto Drive in Mesa. Nobody likes to be in debt, and that's why it's usually not wise to borrow money. But if your air conditioner calls it quits in the middle of summer and you don't have cash on hand, what are you going to do? Mike Aliyah here again from Benefit Air to give you the best solution to a difficult problem because sometimes we have to make tough choices in life with money issues and we need all the help we can get. Because Benefit Air is a train comfort specialist dealer, we have access to financing terms that other dealers can't even come close to. What if you could get a brand new train system complete with a full 10-year parts and labor warranty for a low monthly payment? And what if a large portion of that monthly payment would be offset by the savings in your energy bill? And what if the energy savings over the life of the system was actually equal to or more than the cost of the system? At Benefit, we want to help you out of a tight spot by offering payment options that are affordable while providing you with a wise investment that can save you money for years to come. Call Benefit today to find out more about the financing options for a new high-quality train system that you can afford. 602-840-9229 or visit us on the web at BenefitAir.com. Experience the benefit of using Benefit Air. Welcome back to your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, a very special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen, located at 8801 West Bell Road in Glendale, Arizona. I think it's Peoria. And actually, right behind them is actually Lundy's Mitsubishi. They are a wonderful dealership. They do great things for their clients, and they truly care about the people. Now, part the last part of this deal where I helped the gentleman was kind of comical because he had gone online. Can, can I go back and just repeat what you said right before we went to break? Because the other car that your friend, general manager, 
had referred to you and that gentleman gone and looked at. That was a 17, not an 18. It had 7,000 miles, so obviously had a lot of miles on it. The part I was bringing up had nothing to do with what the car was in that. I was just thinking with the extra 2,500 and only costing 782 more, right. do they understand what you oh, did? Oh, no, no. He absolutely understood it. But the funny part, and it was the same client, was he has a piece of paper. And it's from a dealership in town that he went online and sent all his information about his car. And they told him they would give him $500 more than I was able to get him for his car. So I said, well, that's great. I said, that's a buy bid. You won't get the tax savings. So actually the 10000 is more than the ten five. this piece of paper says because at the sales tax rate, if it was 8%, it's ten eight. If it's close to 9%, it's ten nine. Now, I looked at him and said, now, you do realize, I got to ask you a question. What did they say when they saw your car? Oh, I haven't taken it there yet. So I go, and I don't know the exact words, but the, the, the verbiage was along these lines. We reserve the right to make corrections based on final inspection of the vehicle. So I told him, did you say the bumper was damaged or did you tell them the bumper needed to be replaced? Now, if you can fix a bumper in a car dealership, because they have these guys that come around and fix the bumpers and they charge 200 bucks, 250, 300. But when you have a basketball size dent in the left rear corner of your bumper, they're going to explain to you, in order to sell your car, we need to replace your bumper. Now, what's the odds of a major dealer group buying a 2007 Cadillac Escalade and retailing it with 149,000 miles on it and putting a new bumper on it? Zero. Now, they might retail it, but they're not putting a new bumper on the car. Now, the car had stand-up tires, and when I say stand-up, they were less than a year old. But, folks, it's, it's all of this stuff that's out there. It's all the stuff on the Internet. It's all, and my, my biggest, one of my biggest pet peeves is when you see something on a social media site and all of a sudden 47 people have a friend. Go see this guy. Go see that guy. I had someone come to my house and my wife didn't want him to come to my house because his reviews on Yelp were horrible. So I called the guy we were talking, and after talking to him on the phone, I kind of liked the guy. So he comes out, and he's looking at something, and he says, listen, I don't want you to chart. I don't want you to pay yet. I need to make sure what I did fixes your problem. He calls me a week later. Are we still okay? Yep. Calls me a week after that. We still okay? But while he was there, I mentioned something to him about the Yelp reviews. Now, if you have a home warranty and you call your home warranty to have something repaired, and the technician comes out from the home warranty's referred vendors list, and he says, I just got off the phone with the home warranty company. Your claim's not covered. Does the person go to Yelp and say they had a problem with the home warranty company? Or does the person go to Yelp and say... The pool guy that came out to fix my pool is a jerk. He's a freaking criminal. He's this, he's that, he's this, he's that, he's this, he's this, this. 
social media, I guarantee you, if you go to these sites and you look at the at the the testimonials or you look at this, half of it's scripted. Now, I can assure you, we stopped putting testimonials on our website, and it's a, it's a shame we did it. And I can tell you this much about the three years or four years of testimonials that we did do. Not one of them did Dana and I write, ask somebody to say this, or make corrections before it got posted. I had people call me telling me, I can't figure out how to post something on your website. You can't. I can't. Dana can't. We have an administrator. It's a guy we send the email to. He puts it on. Social media has so messed up the retail world, in my opinion. Dana read something the other day. How many comments were there on the post that you saw? At least 35. Right. And how many of them were helpful? Zero. And how many times do you see, was this tip helpful? Click on this box. Earnhardt Auto Centers is proud to announce the addition of Earnhardt Mazda. The team at Earnhardt Mazda, located at 15350 North Hayden Road in Scottsdale, is open to serve all Mazda owners and those who want a new Mazda. Come in today and let us walk you through our Mazda inventory, including new and used Mazdas with many different options. We are here to service all Mazdas and, of course, have genuine Mazda parts. Stop by the new Earnhardt Mazda today. Welcome to Rodeo Ford, located in Goodyear, Arizona at 13680 West Test Drive. Rodeo Ford is proud to be one of the premier dealerships in the area. From the moment you walk in their showroom, you'll know their commitment to customer service is second to none. They strive to make your experience with Rodeo Ford a good one for the life of your vehicle. Whether you need to purchase, finance, or service a new or pre-owned Ford, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. To, to kind of wrap up at least my thought process for today, as we've shared numerous times, we, we don't charge a penny to anybody unless they're thrilled and actually buy the car. And we collect that $400 fee, which comes out of what we save people at the end of the transaction after every document has been completed. But... As I was referencing and we were talking about people that know people in the car business or people that are brokers, the the one thing for sure is between Gary and I, we literally know thousands of people in the auto industry here in Phoenix. We, of course, you know, as a former GM and partner of a very large dealership and new car director and fleet director and all kinds of background on in the retail industry we have a pretty deep understanding. The key that I referred to earlier, which is everything, is how you leave. And that's where people are are the most subjected to be taken advantage of. About 40% of the profit made by a dealership comes from their F&I office, their finance department. Now, that's not the sales department. He's not talking about 40% of the sales process. He's talking about 40% of the entire store's profit. So that means everything else in the store, 
makes up the other 60%. And, and most of that 60%, close to 50% of it, comes from service. And so the, the key to, to getting a good deal, obviously, is not paying too much for the car in the first place. But the critical part of buying a car, again, is how you leave. Do you need an extended service contract because your budget's fixed, because you're in a circumstance where you can't afford to have a surprise? Do you or do you not need certain items? And in the event that you do, what's the product and what are you paying for it? Well, we know by virtue of... Go ahead. Here's the most important thing. Dana just said it. That's why I interrupted him. It's what we know. And I am not tired, but I get frustrated with people that talk to me and they make statements that they think they understand how the car business works. Now, I have a friend that I've helped and we've become friends since I helped him. And he sent me a friend of his the other day. And this gentleman's looking for a truck that very few dealerships are going to order and have sitting on their lot. Okay, when you want a three-quarter ton pickup truck with a super cab and it said Ford F-250 on it, the odds of finding one with a gas motor, it's probably one in a thousand that they make. I would say it's very, very, very small percentage. And then you want to be color specific. So... I was talking to the guy that referred this gentleman to me, and he knows the car business. He says, well, you know, we all know that, you know, buying a car on the last day of the month is the best time to buy a car. Poppycock. I'm going to ask Dana some things. If a dealership has a fast start bonus from the manufacturer that works for the first seven days of the month, but they don't have a strong finish rebate or and it's not a, a rebate it's something from the manufacturer an incentive okay it's knowing all of those things so if i would sit there and i would say to somebody now folks please understand this and take this the right way you're helping me reach an objective and that's why i'm offering you this price however if you leave and i happen to hit my number i'm no longer interested in this deal i'll help you for you to help me but if five other people help me and i get to that number now what happened to your last day of the month theory well i can assure you that not only is that true and and then really it can depend because there's there's manufacturers that that often don't even have tiered bonuses but you need to know if they do the the other part is, as an example, there's lots of vehicles right now that because they're either newly redesigned, they're incredibly popular and high demand, they don't have any incentives of any kind other than the vehicle itself. As an example, you know, pick a new Honda Ridgeline or pick a new Toyota Tacoma or pick a new Chevy you know, Colorado, although they did have 0% this last month. But as a general rule, they're not having any difficulty selling them, so they're not putting money on them. So what difference does it make if you get it on the first, the last day of the month, or the 15th of the month, when there's no added incentive to buy it for you, why would the end of the month matter? You know, and, and here's another one, okay? How many, how many times when you walk into the dealership does the salesman look at you and say, folks, I just want to help you understand something, and this is what I need you to know. 
if you take a car that was built before a certain date, I have additional rebates on those vehicles. And it's not a rebate, it's dealer cash. Dealer cash doesn't have to be disclosed. Now, when Hon- some Honda's of, a perfect example of so that. Some of those that? things, yep, some of those things... That's the sale. A good salesman shows you that car and doesn't tell you why. Now, I helped a gentleman buy a car for one of his employees, and it was a, a, a total of four texts. This is what I need. This I had a question. He answered the question. I'll see him Monday at 10 a.m. I'll drop the car off. So when I called my friend at the dealership to tell him what I needed, he said, Gary, let's pick Pick one of these cars. Based on what you said, these are the two cars I think he will, will fit the bill. Now, one of them was a couple of thousand dollars more. It had a specific package that I think was a better built car than the car was less. But the car that was less had 20-inch wheels. And I spoke to the gentleman who the car was for, and he said, hey, I don't care which wheels it is because Mike's going to get them powder coated for me because he wanted black wheels on the all black car. But my friend said to me, if he doesn't like one of those two cars, just have him understand those are the ones I can make the best deals on. Okay. Now, very few times does somebody walk into a car dealership and say, which car can I get the best deal on? Now, what used to make me crazy was when I would be at the dealership and a salesman would walk up and he would give me a stock number and I look in the computer and the car's been in stock three days and I have 10 others that have been here no less than 30 days and some of them up to 120. But I'm going to say something. Dana's going to crack up laughing. Good friend of mine wants to buy a Dodge truck. So we meet at the dealership, and he and I are just going to walk around, and this salesman knows to stay away from me. I just need him to get me keys. Don't say anything. We're 10 minutes into the transaction. When I say 10 minutes in the transaction, walking around looking at cars. So the first truck that we looked at was a Tradesman 2500 with a 6.4-liter Hemi gas motor. He doesn't tow anymore, but he liked the way the, the three-quarter ton truck looked, and he really liked the way the power wagon looked. So we went to that truck. Then we went in the back and we looked at 1500 Bighorns, which is a really, really nice equipped Ram pickup truck as long as you don't want leather interior. From the Bighorn, you can go to a Sport, you can go to an Express, some of them are more, some of them are less. You can also go to a Laramie, you can go to a Laramie Longhorn, and you can go to a Limited. Well, while we're standing at the power wagon that's on the showroom floor, my buddy says, you know, I really, really like this truck, but I just don't really want a fire truck. So the other day, two days before that, was complete opposite. I had a gentleman that I helped buy a a, a Ram 1500 that when he saw the fire engine red and he was wearing his red Nebraska Cornhuskers shirt, now all of a sudden... Out of the salesman's mouth, when he says, I don't like the red, what did the salesman say? I Well, it's hard to say how good a salesman he was, um, but... What would a weak... What color do you want? <laughs> was worse than that. Oh, 
There's plenty of these out there. We can dealer trade and get you whatever color you want. And it just came out of my mouth. I looked at him and said, be quiet and go away. And I apologized to him later for being so short and so abrupt. And I explained to him, when I'm here with the client, you have two jobs. One is getting the keys and the other one, it's actually three jobs. One is getting the keys. Number two, knowing the product to be able to show it to the vehicle. Critical. Critical. And number three is when my client says, yes, you get the credit app, you get the paperwork signed, and the sales manager signs off on the deal. Now, a funny thing is Dana and I know cars, and we're extremely patient. And I would never in a million years try to have a conversation with Dana about leases and say I knew as much as he does. I've said it before. The guy can write a book about how a lease works. But when it comes to the physical cars, that's my real passion. Now, that's why we do so well together. Neither one of us are afraid to ask somebody a question. We, we talk all the time about deals. But a crazy thing happened. And nobody in the Dodge store believed me the other day. And I'm going to tell Dana this, and I didn't know it. I bet you he doesn't know it. My wife drives a, Do- a Ram 1500 Laramie Longhorn four-wheel drive Hemi pickup truck. It's white. I do know that. Yeah. It's got every bell and whistle with the exception of the Ram toolbox in the bed, which she didn't it hurts. want. It hurts. It hurts. And she doesn't need air ride suspension, which would have meant it would have been an option in that truck or go to the limited. She didn't want to go to the limited because she didn't like the interior. So the other day, my wife says to me, hey, you're going to the Dodge dealership. Could you do me a favor? Could you take my truck over? My tire pressure light came on. Sure, no problem. And she begins to tell me something else. And unfortunately, I really wasn't listening. And she knew I wasn't listening, but she didn't say anything. So I go over to the dealership. And while my friend's buying a car, they put air in the tires. And I get in the car to leave. And I look down, and the air pressures are all over the place. And I didn't get mad, but I asked the guy to recheck it. And the guy looked at me, and he was kind of not rude, not anything. He said, listen, do me a favor. I promise you, I put the right tire pressure in. You need to drive the car about 10 miles, and they're all going to reset. Are you sure? Yep. I got in the car. By the time I got home, all four tires with the exact 39 pounds it needed to have. But this was the part that blew everybody away in the dealership. I sent the email that my wife got. My wife got a text to her phone telling her while she wasn't driving that the tire pressure was low in her car. And she got an email referring her to the dealership because the tire pressure was low in her car. I guarantee you 95% of the people that own Dodge trucks with the 8.4U Connect do not know that is something the car can do. I got to tell you real quick, we're going to be having a guest on here right after Labor Day and He's a very interesting Glendale police officer detective who is going to share a lot of very interesting information, but it has a lot to do with that infotainment center and whether it's in a Chrysler or a Dodge or an Infinity, you would be staggered by the amount of information they capture in that system 
it would just blow your mind. But I'll let him talk about that because he's the expert, not me. In the meantime, remember, you can reach Gary at 602-525-1370. You can like us on Facebook. Our Facebook page is Your Car Insiders. You can certainly email, but we prefer to be called. Um, Gary's email address, if you have to use it, is Gary at YourCarInsiders.com. Very special thanks to the Earnhardts for all their help and all their support in our car business. Okay. We don't go there because they pay us. We go there because they understand. Okay. What does my shirt say? Dogs get it. The Earnhardts get it. The Earnhardts understand. And there's plenty of other dealerships that understand what we do. And there's dealerships that don't understand what we do. And we don't visit them. I didn't mean to cut Dana off. I just wanted to thank the Earnhardts. But remember... Phone is the best. 602-525-1370. You can reach Dane at 602-679-8324. If you visit our website and you send an email on the contact page, I promise you I'll get back to you. Thanks and have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.